Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is your weekly tee box dysfunction. A road trip again for Caddy because he is now a professional golfer alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Hit us up, social media, at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both the Instagram and the Twitter. I feel like we have to start off every show uh, with Michael's tour schedule and tournament <laughs> schedule because he's playing in more tournaments re- re- more recently than Tiger. So, uh, Caddy, I got a lot coming up, though. I know. You're, I got a lot of tournaments coming up. Your golf schedule is packed. Yeah, I'm going to make some FedEx Cup points. This, uh, as we tape this right now, I am at the Golden Ocala Golf and Equestrian Club, um, supporting a buddy of mine, Ryan Gray, and his wife, Katie, um, in their, their first annual McKenzie's Moment Mm. tournament. So, a couple of Eagles here, former kicker Caleb Sturgis. Okay. Is here. My boy Troy Glouse is playing as well. Uh, there's a couple, like, Baseball players and a couple of football players. Uh, Cordell Stewart is oh, here. Slash. Christina Kim's playing. Sure. Ted Potter, another lefty out of Lake City. He's here playing in the event. I saw him last night. He's a good dude. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And good. the golf course, this, uh, Golden Ocala is a fun golf course. Now, how's and the, uh, how's the, the back nine is, is they did a lot of replica holes. Yeah. So take some of the most famous holes in golf. And they they did some really good reproductions of those holes, and they, I'm not gonna lie, they're close. Like they they did part of Amen Turn, and man, it's pretty close. I always appreciate the preface of "I'm not gonna lie," just so I know that you're lying. The rest of the podcast, we can just at least know <laughs> when you put it out there that you're not gonna lie, that you're not lying. Um, it is uh, already we've already reached the point. And this is when we're really going to start getting into – we saw it a little bit at the players uh, because of the schedule change, the new schedule this year for the PGA Tour. We're going to get into the meat of it this year because we've got uh, DFW this week, and then we have Beth Page Black in the PGA Championship next week, which is great because I don't love – I don't like waiting for the next big major, and so now we're essentially already there. And I think we mm. saw this week at Quail Hollow a couple of things. The first – an incredible story in Max Homa winning this tournament. Oh. A dude that in 2017 missed 15 of 17 cuts, made less than $20,000, and <laughs> came into the tournament ranked in the 400s. That Him winning this tournament is the beauty of golf in a nutshell. Dude that you probably could have gotten for free on DraftKings uh, just went and beat down a field full of Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Justin, Justin Rose. Rose, Sergio Garcia, yeah. Paul Casey. I mean, what a story. Yeah, the dude, literally $18,000. $18,000. And he said, Bob Harrig, our, our colleague at ESPN, wrote, he was actually there and wrote a wonderful piece about Max Homa and where he came from and him having a, a great caddy on his bag, Joe Griner, or Joel Griner, uh, who also's beard I'm very jealous of. He might have one of the most luscious caddy beards on tour. But it's funny where they were and where they are now. And, like, the caddy's job is to keep Max positive. Mm-hmm. And he knows if his – like, this is one of the nuances of caddying. He knows if his player gets real quiet that he's in his own head, and that's a bad place. So he'll yell at him. 
if he gets too quiet and stops being talkative on tour. Um, but to go from 18,000 to 1.4 million. But see, this is where you love the tournament schedule and I'm not crazy about it. Okay. Why? I'm not crazy about it because it's too many big tournaments to condense and now. Great. No, not great. See, here's the thing. Everybody's fighting for the top guys, and now a tournament like Byron Nelson, getting none of them. Yeah, they the never only reason, did. The Byron, once, once Byron died, no, everyone stopped going. Like when I covered that tournament in Dallas for the five years that I was there, it was at TPC Las Colinas. We did a whole thing. This is a true story. We did a, I did a story on the Byron Nelson called the No Name Nelson. Okay? <laughs> here's how no name it was. I dressed in polos, golf slacks, and a visor, was able to get under the ropes with a golf bag. I was signing autographs <laughs> near the practice area because no one knew any of the golfers because no one was in it. So the Nelson is, I mean, Spieth got a sponsor's exemption in high school. Well, because wait a minute, a though. Player. As a junior in high school, also had a chance to win. That's all you need to know. That's exactly right. Well, but that's Jordan no, Spieth, though, man. No, Hold on. That's not fair. Schooler. That's Jordan Spieth. Still a high school. He was still 17 years old. Uh, Point Jordan being, Spieth. Yeah. That, tournament has, that tournament hasn't been a tournament in years. I see. Now you can't say something like that because look at what Keegan Bradley used that tournament as a springboard yeah, Jason Day's also won it. Jason Duffner's won it, but yeah, but so that, it's that's not. One it's dude. not like it's never now, been a. It hasn't been a. You just said three and, dudes' names and Jordan Spieth as a junior in high school had a shot at that one. Every tournament has a dude. It hasn't been a stacked field in over a decade. Yeah, I don't know if every field is has a dude, but like, I'm just <sighs> wrong. We're gonna go to the PGA. Then it's going to be who's playing the week after that? Probably nobody because Memorial's at. Like, remember when we used to have the Texas swing? Well, yeah. we can't have that anymore. Because now we're going Byron Nelson this week, mm -hmm. PGA Championship in Bethpage in New York next week. Then we go back to Colonial, then back up to Ohio again for the Memorial. Then another week. Then it's the U.S. Open. Then it's a week, two, a week or two. And it's, it's just. The thing that is, I understand where they go, hey, man, we want big tournaments every single month. But what you're doing is you're screwing the a lot of other tournaments. I'm going to be interested to see what happens because everyone's like, this is going to be great. The season's over in September. Yay. Well, yeah, but don't forget, it's a wraparound season, people. Like, guess what Which happens in October? More golf. Yay. Like, so... You think that there isn't going to be golf during football season. Oh, there's golf. It's going to happen. Well, you might not pay attention. But now, are the big names going to play then? Because no. what happens? Why not? Because now if these if these fall events have full FedEx Cup points, this is where like the argument Phil Mickelson was trying to make for you. Oh, the fall events shouldn't have full points. Why not? Why shouldn't they? Because just because be you're not willing. Oh, nah, you. man. Look, just because you're a big name and not willing to tee it up when the 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 job of the PGA Tour is to give playing opportunities to its members, not playing opportunities to its superstars. That's not the job. The job is to give playing opportunities to all its members. All right, so then the stars can sit out and watch. St look, 
Here's the one problem with the PGA Tour, and it's like giving opportunities to play for its, all its players. That's all well and good, but every pro every pro sports body has an off season, a dedicated off season where there's nothing for three to four months. Golf's the only one that doesn't, and so I don't have a problem with Phil, Tiger, Rory, Rose, DJ Brooks. I don't want to see them until January. Cool, but then I also don't want to make it unfair to the other guys that have that have and need those other playing opportunities. Don't don't take away from what they need to do to get to those levels. Okay, so how would you do? Don't like, belittle what they have to do. Well, look if you belittling. look if you're Phil and Rory and them dudes. I don't have a problem if if you want to take off. But here's the thing: they don't take off. They just take off from PGA Tour events. You think they still don't go do paid appearance stuff? Like, what do you think? The European tour pays you to play. Why do you think those guys go over there and play? Like, you think they, you think those dudes are going to play in Australia for free? I don't think so. You think they're going to play European tour events for free? Nah, they're gonna, they're getting that million dollar paycheck to go over there and play. So don't tell me like they need an off season because they shut it down. And this is where I agree with the commissioner. You don't shut it down. You just go chase money other places. It's their well, one. That's their right. Two. Yes, it is. But then you can't take away from the other guys who need to like. Don't say well because these guys aren't going to be playing in these events. The FedEx Cup numbers should be less. No, they should be the same. And if you want to go play somewhere else and chase the money, go do it. But then don't complain when you're behind the eight ball in March and April going into that first major of the year because you're so many FedEx Cup points down. Yeah, and I don't think they do. I don't think they care. Like, the the beauty of this... The, we'll find out. Yeah, we well, we will because the beauty of this new schedule is that the major championships are all each in a month starting in April. And that's perfect. That's the way it should be. April, May, June, July, get out. And then focus on the FedEx Cup and the FedEx Cup playoffs. Allow them August. to have their moment and then go away. And that's fine. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly- are you coming, are you going to come back for the President's Cup though in December after all of that? Yeah, I'll tune in for that. That's a major event. It's a big. I event. I hope so, man, because I'm 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 going to go to Australia. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's a, it's a big event. It's a major event, and look, Tiger's going to be a plane captain. See, and the, it's going to have people's attention. But this week was a big tournament. Quail Hollow is always a big tournament, and you had a guy that relatively ninety percent of the golfing audience had never heard of win. I would say ninety five. <laughs> yeah, I would say if safely probably ninety five or over. They'd never heard of this guy. We yeah. got to know his story unfold. And Joel Damon, the, the other guy who started the day with the lead up there as well, was who was tied for the lead to these guys. Nobody had heard of these guys that are up there. Right, so there's your argument with the guys that need it. Well, the guys that need it got to win yesterday. The superstars couldn't close, which is another topic. Because Rory's inability to close right now is just it's – or to at least compete on Sundays is frightening. And I don't know what's going on with him. But that's his M.O. Rory's M.O. is he can have three – he has three really good days, and then he has one day where it all See, I think it's being generous. I think it's two and a half good days. How how many good days did he have at Augusta? Well, see, Augusta's different, though, because Augusta's in his head. I mean, that's just – but his – I don't know. Going into the PGA Championship, I don't think – he didn't want what happened this week to happen. 
I think he's fine with not winning. If you told him, hey, man, what you want to win this week or next week, he would be like, I'm good. He finished, let's see, I'm looking up. He finished tied eighth. He was plus two yesterday. Yeah, my my boy Pat Perez started with a double on the first and was like four over making the turn and finished at T- t- top plus eight. three, made a top eight, though, yeah, which is nice coming back right. from injury. Exactly. But he was third. At, at one time, we started the day off solo third, one shot off the lead. So, you know, it, look, that's it's golf. That's the thing about this sport. It's because it's not a team sport, no matter how good somebody can look on the driving range, all it takes is like one bad thing to happen. And then. It's almost, I don't want to say it's a house of cards because it's, you know, these guys are much stronger minded than that, mm-hmm. but it's close. Yeah, it, look. It's, we'll call it a house of cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Corrugated cardboard. How's that? Like corrugated cardboard, pretty strong, but man, when it starts coming down, hard to stop it. <laughs> it's hard to stop it. But see, I don't, I don't, if you're disappointed in Rory's finish, now going into the PGA Championship, how are you feeling about Tiger not even playing? I, well, we had that podcast last week. I don't. I know, and that's what I'm saying. And I talked to another guy who feels just like you do. He's fine with Tiger at Fulton Allen, who's my boy. Played on tour for a while, mm-hmm. but we had a whole conversation about how bad he was crying when Tiger won. And he would. This is a dude who's won 18 times worldwide, and he was crying like a baby when Tiger won because he said, "I felt like I won too." I'm like, what? It was nuts, and then he goes, I'm, I'm glad Tiger didn't play. He's going to show up ready to go at the PGA Championship. I'm like, so wait, everybody else, they all need warm-ups and Tiger don't? Like- you know what I love about you? As wrong as you were about Tiger for a long time, which was the entire duration of this podcast, that you're not willing to like listen to other people that were right about Tiger being right about Tiger again. I'm willing to listen. It just doesn't – just because I'm willing to listen doesn't mean I have to agree with them. Yeah, you- like, I'll listen to what you got to say, and I'll take it in and assess it. And do my own analysis, and guess what? I might come to a different conclusion. But I'm also the dude that's not afraid when he's wrong to be like, "Hey, man, I got that one wrong." I'm not gonna brag hard when I'm right. Oh, <laughs> okay. Not hard, not crazy hard. I'm just right a lot. Oh, in what? Where? At home? <laughs> where? No, where are you right? <laughs> <laughs> at at home. Every time I put a turn signal on to turn that way. That's true. You're never wrong about that. I'm always right. Every time I put that turn signal on, they go right. <laughs> I'm right. I'm always right. Does golf get enough credit for being the last sport that has the ability on any single week to produce an underdog story better than any other sport? Nope. Nope. Here's it's how the I th- only it's the only one that's like that because this is the level. Well, number one, it's the level of competition out here keeps getting raised the bar keeps getting higher and higher which means more talent on a on a bigger scale i would say i would guess that would be the easiest way to put it you know like a rising tide lifts all ships well that's tiger now because of tiger woods Mm -hmm there are much more athletic people playing golf. And then because of the much more athletic people playing golf, we're seeing a higher level of golf being played by more people. 
which means guys like Max Homa, who was a star in college. Player of the year, then, 2013 at Cal. Yeah, and then fell off. And, you know, that's one of those, how many times do we see this dude can't miss? And then you're like, man, he really missed. Where's that dude been? And then, boom, out of nowhere, here he is again. Hey, I've kind of stayed on a good path and never stopped believing in myself. And, boom, you know. Yeah, it, but I think it's as big. I think it's as big a problem as it is anything. Like, if, if the golf nerd will watch yesterday, right? But the sports fan is not watching, and the you know sports viewer isn't going nuts. Or like, who won that tournament, Max? I'm, okay, we'll leave it out of the show. <laughs> yeah, it was a nobody. Yeah, see, that's part of the problem. The problem is that this is the Tiger Woods effect. Part of the Tiger Woods effect is everyone goes, hey, man, is Tiger playing? Nah. Who's in contention? It's Joel Damon and Max. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? They hung up. Hello? I don't – are they there? I think they they left. I don't understand. Like, that's the problem. And for casual fans, it goes back to an argument that I heard a long time ago is every sport to – to max out the potential of bringing new eyeballs and ears mm-hmm. needs a dominant force. If 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 those sports have dominant forces, then that gives people a rooting interest either to love or hate. Okay, like the NFL is in a great spot because of New England because so many people hate them. So as much as people bitch and complain about New England always, they, man, why are they always in the Super Bowl? Yeah, they're always there, but you always watch it because you, now you hate them so bad, you'll root for anybody playing against the Patriots. There's an unquestioned villain. That's right. Everybody, yeah. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the whole package with them. Yeah, and now, like, even though Golden State is filled with mostly nice guys, people are like, enough with the Golden State thing. Like, somebody run them, right? Like, you just want to see them get lit up. That was the beauty of Alabama. The thing with Alabama was, oh, here goes Alabama again. And when Alabama was getting their behinds lit up, people were like. Loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, but here's the thing. If Alabama's not in a national championship, you know who's watching? Nobody. Oh, well, I disagree with that. No, look at look look at college basketball. Okay. If college when college basketball the finals is not two colleges. If it, if Duke ain't in the finals, or North Carolina, or like a big college like that, you know who's not watching that isn't a college basketball fan? No one. You mean Virginia, Texas Tech didn't turn you on? <laughs> See, that's yeah, that's what I mean. It's, no one was like, yo, we got to get home to watch the NCAA finals Monday. Because it's Monday night. Masters week is starting, so let's check. The- nah, everybody was like, nah, you're going to watch? Hmm. Eh. And then the way that it started, it's like, all right, I'm already tired from travel. This is just basketball melatonin. That's what I'm saying. But like, yeah, no, no, food you just hit matter. me up with a shot of Botox. So it's that's the problem in golf. If you got guys like Max Homa, who if you're not a golf fan and you're not even willing to look at his backstory and where he came from to get to there, then forget. You're you're never going to turn the television on. You're never going to flip to watching what this guy did. To think, did you see the club twirl that he did on the 18th tee? Yo, he was phenomenal. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Pro- it and was this, prolific. Yes, and that's because that's a dude who at one point 
put a tee in the in the ground on the tee box and had no idea where his driver was going. No, like and he he even said that he wouldn't want to play practice rounds with his buddies because he was so bad. Yeah, he hit. He said he led the tour in provisionals. Hit <laughs> off the tee. Like, how do you how do you do that? And and who's keeping that stat? Like, and if you're that, this is how mental golf is. If you're that inside your own head. Do you understand the demons that come? That's like. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's, you know what I mean? That's like somebody telling you for a long time that you're ugly and you keep trying to tell yourself, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not bad looking. I might not be a model, but I ain't bad looking. And then even if that person who's been telling you that is not in your life anymore, how do you look in the mirror and go, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm looking pretty good today. Nah, because that is always going to be there. And yeah, this but- is a dude who stood on the tee and was like, who it's coming. <laughs> Amongst other pros, too, which that it's a gossipy sport. Oh, Joe. I can't even imagine Welcome what he's going through. Yeah. Yeah. Not one to play practice rounds just with friends of yours. But then the, the beauty, too, is when a guy like that wins, look at how many people, big-name people, come out of the woodworks to be like, man, it was so great to see this dude winning. And that's really cool, you know? That part of it's really cool. You know the guy who I'm nervous about is Justin Thomas. Yeah, where'd he go? What's he No, doing? he's hurt something. To, he might not be able to tee it up at the PGA Championship. Really? Yes. That soft cast is on his wrist, and apparently there's, I don't know, it, it's not, I don't know, it ain't getting better like it's supposed to be. So, legit, he might not be able to go at the PGA Championship, which would really stink because having him in the field is just, it's good for business too. It is and it isn't. I, I think right now we're in a phase with Justin Thomas. I was thinking about this yesterday because, you know, watching the tournament, I'm like, oh, poor I mean, Max Homa, poor, poor network, you know, because you don't really have anybody. You had Justin Rose flirting for a while. But I was thinking about guys that maybe on a Sunday would move the needle. We had that minute with Justin Thomas when he got up to world number one. But I feel like at least for now, that minute has gone by and it's going to be a while before it comes back. For JT? Yeah. But you got to say that's because of injury. It's not because oh, like, it absolutely No, it absolutely is. I agree. But what I'm saying, like, I just – I think that star, because of injury and lack of performance, has has kind of just it's it's taken a nap. It's not quite as bright. Not not right now. It's in the southern sky. I chasing think the golf. Sun. Yeah, I think golf right now has five draws, maybe maybe five. Oof. Okay, give them to draws. Me. Like, stop what you're doing Sunday. This dude's got the lead. We're watching. Okay. Obviously, Tiger's like the vowels on Wheel of Fortune. A-E-I-O-U. He's in. <laughs> He's Tiger's a vowels. given. Yeah. Phil Mickelson's a given. Really? Given. Okay. If Phil's on the sitting on the lead Saturday night, people are stopping what they're doing to watch the tire fire that could ensue with Phil. He's given. And his okay. social media presence is making him more stream. Mainstream, okay, yeah, I think he's part, 100% yeah. given. Yeah, Tiger, okay. Phil. All right. Rory, Ricky. Mm-hmm. Who's your fifth? I think that's it. Wow. Re- nah, man. I Sorry. think in terms of like brand power. Now, 
Dustin Johnson's a star. Brooks Kepka is a star. Jordan Spieth is one of those guys that is a star, but he he's even faded of late. Well, see, that's you're and talking even when about. When he was on top, people weren't going to the TV. I don't know if I believe that when he was when he was doing what he was doing at the Masters. No, man, know, people weren't watching. The numbers were down. He and Bubba the duel. No hold on, watched. though, man. Who are you comparing that to, though? Like, it's not year fair over to compare. year. I'm doing year over year numbers. I'm just saying it's not fair to compare it to Tiger. I'm I'm not, but what I'm doing is I'm giving you year over year data that says that in that and we you and I have talked about this at length. We can revisit it here now if you want. That period of time without Tiger, golf struggled, and I know it's a different barometer because you've got oh. a superstar. But but that's what I'm saying here. I don't think these it did, brand, though. Like I don't think I don't think I like Jordan Spieth, and I think that 2015 is one of the best years of golf we may ever see out of him. Yep. But I don't think he's a brand. I just don't. Those four guys that I named, Tiger, Phil, Ricky, Rory, and Ricky has even won a damn major and he's a brand. These guys well, those yeah. are those are brands. I'm gonna say the the guys who people will stop and turn the television on for if there's a dominating performance happening will be Tiger, of course, and he is in his own category. Yep. I'm gonna say Ricky definitely will do that like when he was at the players championship dropping it at the players championship then the year that he won yeah big time i'm gonna say brooks kepka now oh I didn't. the reason i'm gonna say brooks kepka now is because of what he did defending his title at the u.s open and then the way he won the pga championship with tiger coming so what i mean by that now what and this is why i say now when I say now, it's because if he gets into a position where he's got the lead and a guy like Tiger's chasing him and he's putting on a dominating performance, you are going to stop. Yeah, you're stopping to see if Tiger can catch him. You're not stopping. But you're also no, – you're, you're nothing to do with Brooks. I don't believe that. I do. I don't believe that. Because here's what I think. He's the here's most what boring I think. If Tiger golf- is – no, man. Uh, nah. What do you mean, nah? He's well, the said- most boring – Dominant golfer on the planet right now. No, Francesco Molinari is the most boring dominant golfer. That yeah, but on. he's only got the mat. I mean, he's only got the uh, Open Championship from last year. He, has, he hasn't been on. He's he's been on a nice run, but he hasn't been on a Kepka run. True that he ain't been on a Kepka run. But the problem with Kepka when people say he's boring, it's only because people are wanting to talk to him about things he don't want to talk about. No, I get that, but I'm I'm, so, talk, I'm talking within the ropes. Inside the ropes, watching that dude dissect the golf course and fly it 320 like Rory and DJ, like this dude is in full bro mode. He's a machine. Yeah, like that's not boring. But there's no drama to him. It's just so fun. That's because he's so dominant. Yeah, but even when Tiger was dominant, it was must watch because you had to see what was going to happen next. I know there's something but about. But see, Tiger's in a different category. But anyway, I'm saying, so Tiger, Ricky, Brooks Kepka, I'm gonna, I will agree that Phil Mickelson, if he's up at the top of it, where Phil Mickelson is the must watch television is if by some chance he gets into contention at the U.S. Open, you go, oh, how can I not watch this? Right, but you would, would you agree that Phil's a bigger brand than Brooks Kepka? Yes. For now. I think that he has 
I think that I'm telling you though, this year, if Brooks is in contention at Beth Page and he's in contention again at Pebble, and Brooks, he, he thinks he's going to win. And I, Beth Page, I'm not going to. I ain't betting Producer against Drew. Him. Yeah, I, I ain't betting against him. You know that dude loves New York and he'll be hanging out with Sway. Oh, well, then in that case. Sway in the morning. I mean, I'm if, telling if Sway's you. involved, then damn, let's just not bro, just look, don't knock wherever you get inspiration from, bro. Sway's <laughs> his inspiration? I'm just saying, like, this is the thing that people don't understand about Brooks is the stuff that he's interested in. Great. So how is Sway his inspiration? I didn't say Sway, but I'm saying, like, look, that he's into the hip-hop scene. Great. I'm into the Game of Thrones scene. Do you think, like, Jon Snow is my inspiration? Don't spoil it for me. I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting. Oh, you know what? That's a good place to stop because I want to talk about that. But first, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in a crowd or to cheer on your favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive 10% off your first ticket order to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. First-time customers can use promo code GOLF for 10% off your first Vivid Seats order. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concert and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter the promo code GOLF, for 10% off your first order of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live events. Vivid Seats, promo code GOLF, 10% off. Have fun with Maddie and the Caddy listeners. You get 10% off your first purchase. Coming up next, Caddy did something brilliant that he didn't, didn't even know he did. How long is too long to wait? That coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy. All right, welcome back to Maddie and the Caddy. We just, you know, we got done talking about our brands in golf right now that would make people watch. No offense to our boy Max Homa, but I mean, Homa. <laughs> but hey, congratulations! Great win for him this weekend at a Quail Hollow. But you had said something, oh, and Rory will move the needle too. Rory's my fifth. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you you had a legit five. I had I said yeah. I had five, and then I started thinking I bailed on four. Like, <laughs> you said there's you no know more. What? We'll let someone earn the fifth spot. So you had said a second ago. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> There's a big thing going on right now uh, in all of sport and just all of social media in life. The word spoiler has come up so many times recently because people are watching stuff and then they're, they're ruining it for everybody else on social media. I ask you because Game of Thrones to me is – I can't remember the last time a television event – was treated like a sporting event. Like Sopranos. Are, Sopranos, and that's been yeah, a Sopranos last season. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that it. was, yeah. Okay, so how yeah, long. HBO doing it. <laughs> how long do you have to wait? Like, what is protocol? Because I'm with you that I think on a Monday morning, I think it's fair from both sides. I think it's fair Sunday night to get on social media, talk about it, text your buddies about it, talk about it at work. But when's the grace period over? Because I feel like someone like you could get really, really behind and that you would yell at people come Wednesday if you still haven't watched anything. It could be Game of Thrones. It could be something else. I'm very particular on protecting myself. But the reason that I'm 
doing this is because I'm a fan of binge watching. So like, and and I don't I don't binge watch like I'm going to say eight hours and just sit in the house. Yeah, all that day could just, get real dark and lonely. Oof, man. And, and I'm I'm also not going to say I've never done that. <laughs> I'm going down the rabbit hole and in, into a dark place with some Cheetos colored fingers <laughs> after about three hours. I'm just saying. Uh, but I because now places like Netflix when they they'll release a whole season at one time so you can watch it kind of at your own pace so now with game of thrones i don't want to watch one episode and then wait a week for the next one i'd rather go let me watch one tonight watch one tomorrow watch one the day after that and like do the whole thing in a week to two so weeks. how far behind are you i'm caught i'm i'm to this season I no 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 this season how far behind are you? Oh, I haven't watched any. Oh my god. Like, I'm not watching them until the season's done. I'm, until oh, the season's I, done. Or what I'll do I is I'll wait I can't until help you. I'll wait until the last one till that last the very last episode and then I'll start Monday and watch all of them leading up to that final episode. Then you deserve everything that's coming your way. Yeah, but I blo- I I don't I don't read as soon as it says something about a Game of Thrones character, I, I'm disciplined enough to not read it. So you're at your tournament today, and your group starts talking about last night's episode. What do you do? They won't be talking about last night's episode because they probably won't remember last night. Okay, so they watched they it this morning. They were in a morning. great place. They nah, they didn't, no, they didn't watch it this morning. They watched morning. it on HBO. They'll Go be lucky morning. if they make the tea time. They'll be lucky like if they you, make the tea time. People like you destroy society. Wait, How's why? How's that for a blanket statement? Yes, all because all because I don't watch it at the pace that you like? At the pace that 17 million people don't like. Just be look anything that's episodic, I give I give everybody I give you a 24-hour grace period. How can you do that in like when the whole season of a series will come out on Netflix on one day. So then when do you decide which, well, how am I going to talk about episode two? So well, now you're Tuesday. letting Netflix dictate your viewing habits. Which Netflix, is their goal, Hulu, by the way. Amazon Prime, yeah, I mean, that's, like that's all their, that's of them. Goal. They, every, look, all right, so you only go by like the network TV. No. When it's a Netflix show, I binge watch it. When it's an HBO show. Yeah, but then how do you determine when you put out spoilers? For what? You see what I'm saying? So if, it's, let's, it, it's completely different because of a new season of, let me think of a show on Netflix. Uh, Stranger Things. Let's, we'll go there because I can't think of one off, off the top of my head. Yes. Okay. We'll go Stranger Things. And you, that engages a conversation because you know that an entire body of work has been dropped. Okay. So you go, if you're, if you're around someone, hey, have you watched, New season of Stranger Things yet? No, not yet. All right, let me know when you do so we can chat. Because it it all comes out at once. But yet you don't feel like you could, you should be able to ask that question with a series like Game of Thrones? Like, I have to stay on your schedule? No, you have to stay on everyone's schedule. It's a sporting event. Game you, of wait, Thrones is no, a sporting event. No, it's not everyone's schedule. It's not a sporting event. Hang on, Brooks, he's got something to say. What do you got? So I don't watch anything live. 
with the lone exception of Game of Thrones, and that is because there are no commercials, and HBO does this wonderful thing where they started at 9 p.m., so it's not over at midnight and I have to struggle to stay awake. It is beautiful and glorious, and if you didn't watch it yesterday, then you deserve to have it spoiled. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? So am I not going to talk about a football game with you that happened on Sunday because it, it, that's what the, that's what I'm talking about here. A football game is a live sporting event. So is Game of Thrones. Have you ever it, watched Rod, it? Did, hold on. Do you really think they tape Game of Thrones live? Are you serious? Are you serious right now? It's a live event. I have a the sneaking world. suspicion that you are sitting there with those arms crossed again, like that my twelve year old. It's a live sporting event across the world. You. It is not a live sporting event. This is a look. It's a show. It is a recorded show. It is not like we are a flat Earth and over here by the ice wall. This is actually happening, and it's live television. That's not how this works. Yes, and it is. No, it's not. This is not a binge. What about program. for the people who've never seen Game of Thrones and like because okay, they I'll give hear- you an example. I'll give you an example. I've never seen one episode of The Wire. Not one. Oh, see, bro. And I think that I would so. love that show. So I know that I'm about two decades late on that show, oh. and I'm willing to sacrifice whatever. All people tell me is it's really good. I should get into it. So I'll get into it. There are a couple of people. All right, but here. whoa, whoa, whoa. Now back up. Here's the thing. The Wire is also an HBO show that came out weekly. It came out every single yeah. week. So there are people that have never seen The Sopranos and people that have never seen The Wire. Now, when people come to you and go, hey, man, how about The Wire? You're like, oh, I've never seen it. And they say, oh, dude, you got to watch it. No one's going to come to you and go, have you seen The Wire? And you go, nah, I ain't seen it. And they're going to go, let me tell you what happens, bro, because you're stupid for not having watched it on time. It's different. No, it's, it's not. Different. It's the same. The series was the same premise as Game of Thrones. It came out every single week. Right. And for those who were into it, for those who are active, you watchers, just said it's a live sporting event, and I well, should have been the watching it on time. Event. Game of Thrones is different than anything in television history. Oh, but even when Breaking Bad, when Breaking, I knew, I was behind on Breaking Bad, and I felt awful for it because everyone talked about what a great television show it was, and so I had to catch up on it. And I knew that in that last season, when people are talking about it, I did have to avoid it to get caught up with them. But what I'm saying to you, and did anyone belittle you for not being caught up? Yes. So this is where this bitterness and anger. Oh, it's not comes like I'm some hurt, honest, battered <laughs> puppy because it. All I'm like, oh, this, your nose was definitely rubbed on the carpet. <laughs> I just can't believe that you are willing to be someone in one of the greatest television events we've had in the last three, four, five years. That we should stop and wait to have a conversation about something because you've decided you want to binge watch a weekly sporting event. It's not a live weekly sporting event. Okay. You're not seeing the parallel here. No, not even a little bit. Not in the literal sense, you dope. I'm talking about like no it brings not not in the literal sense. It is no. It's not. Look, I'm sorry that you feel like. I deserve to have this water cooler talk with you. Like, no, we don't have to go Game of Thrones on this. Like, that's okay. Like, I feel, look, I feel the same way that you feel about Game of Thrones. I feel that way about The Wire. No, you just, no, you don't. Like, even if I say to you, here's the problem. No, because here's the problem. If I said to you, bro, Omar's coming, you'd be like, um, I don't get it. Yeah, no, I do know it because everyone uses that, and everybody knows Omar from the Wires on every HBO show. But you don't know why that why that saying takes like the you don't know the backstory of that saying. You only know that everyone says it because of the Wire. No, but it's I not like you've like seen you. the episode 
where that took off. Everybody works. They hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy on Twitter because we can engage in conversation there. We all have that person at work that Don't if you want to if Game you want to get no. into Game of Thrones this morning and talk about how sad it was that Arya got killed, like <laughs> you can't have that conversation. You can't have that conversation today because there's always going to be really? one. <laughs> It's always going to be one person. I'm going to snap your driver. <laughs> it's going to be. When I I'm see already, you, look, I'm, I'm just going right to apologize right now. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, sorry. I am sorry. I'm in a driving funk right now. For it's what happened to your. I'm sorry for what happens to your clubs in the future. I am so you sorry. You can't have that conversation at work because there's always one guy like Collins like, don't say anything. I no, that, that's. Look, if you're that person at work, if you're like me, and you know people want to have that conversation, you don't have to stand by them. Like, you can actually remove yourself from that situation. You don't have to stand there. And when they go, oh, how about last night? You'd be like, oh, you know what? I'll be over here because I don't want to know. And you're like, they'll go, what? I didn't watch yet. Okay, cool. And you walk away. They have the conversation. And everyone's fine. No one rose over to the cubicle and was like, yo, so-and-so gets it. <laughs> like, that's just cold, man. All right, well, you you have fun being a loner today and the rest of the <laughs> few weeks when everyone's talking about a, a great television event so because I <laughs> because I, res- so I respect your golf schedule. I know we've got to get you so, out of here on time. Yeah, that's fine. I just, you know, you know what? I I know how to get you back even in a more hurtful way, which is fine. How do so, you know I'm telling the truth? Like It don't you, matter. Just know, the fact that you would do something <laughs> like that and laugh so hard knowing, you know. I, you don't even know I'm telling the truth because you're missing I have no clue. the greatest television sport in America. I have no clue if you're telling right. the truth or not. So, look, when you see me wearing some new Jordans, <laughs> don't ask me where they came from because I'm not at liberty to tell you. I might have bought them at a store. I might know somebody. I don't know. All right. I don't re- I'll do an Ollie North. I don't recall. <laughs> All right. Try to try not to go Max Homa and hit provisionals today in your tournament. Oh, uh, no, nah, man. This McKenzie's moment is awesome. Although the, my boy just sent me a text message as we're recording. It's like, hey, make sure you got everything out the house today. <laughs> this yeah, morning. Right. So I'm like, knowing, hi, dog. Knowing how you pack, you need to get going. You need to pack it at the driving range. Uh, You'd we be really it. proud of me. Oh, really? I brought a backpack, and that was it. For an overnight trip. I know. See, you don't even know me anymore. I know. You don't even know you me. You might anymore. have to get your get your uh, get up here to Bristol. We can sit down and have a have a talk. I don't even know who I'm working with anymore. If I come to Bristol, I'm not it's gonna be more in the backpack. Yeah, that's man. true. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> have a great tournament. Everybody else Thanks, have man. a great week. We will be back next week to preview the PGA championship from Beth Page Black. Alongside the caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This has been Maddie and the Caddy. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.